Welcome to the Enter the Kingdom podcast, where our goal is to equip listeners with the tools they'll need to not only enter the kingdom of heaven here and now, but remain in the kingdom that Jesus ushered in 2,000 years ago. I'm your host, Harrison Watson, and in 2018, God called me out from the world for this purpose and many others. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. All right. Welcome to the 17th episode of the Enter the Kingdom podcast. I'm your host, Harrison Watson. Hey, we're going to keep adding the audio from uh, the Let the Battle Begin events that we're doing every night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our YouTube channel uh, at bit.ly forward slash E-T-K YouTube, all lowercase. Uh, this is the audio from that night, and boy, they are just going fast. Um, the event was about an hour long this evening, just like it was last night, but uh, it, it, it just goes by so fast, and, and God is so good. So hope that this is an encouragement to you, and um, hopefully you can join us uh, in a future evening. All right, God bless. Enjoy. Looks like we're live. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the uh, second night of Let the Battle Begin. Um, if you don't know who I am, I'm, I'm Harrison Watson. I host a podcast called Enter the Kingdom Podcast. But again, just as I said yesterday, that's not really the reason that we're here. Um, we are here because right now we are in an interesting time in the world. And there's so much craziness that's going on. You know, it seems like maybe we're getting on the other side of COVID. I know where I am. We just uh, got rid of mask mandates and uh, I'm excited to not have to do that um, any longer. Uh, And there's obviously stuff that's going on in the Ukraine. Um, But, you know, the truth of the matter is that through all this, and I, God is good. I mean, he is good. Uh, The Bible tells us that uh, God works all things to the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And so, amen and hallelujah. Uh, That means that, you know, if we fit into that category, if we love God, and how do we know if we love God? We follow his commandments. Um, and are called according to his purpose, that means, are we seeking God's will for our life and and everything? If that's us, we can't lose. And, you know, there's, there's a whole world out there that, um, that God also loves, even the people who may not yet love him fully, he still loves them. And there's a lot of heartache and a lot of difficulty that's going on in the world right now. And, um, so we're coming together. We're coming together uh, to battle, to battle in the spirit. Last night, if you haven't had an opportunity to watch that, that's totally fine. You can do so after this. Um, and, and also on the podcast, we, we put the audio there if you don't want to watch another video. But last night we talked about what's the most important battle to, to, to fight. And Jesus and the Bible plainly tells us that, you know, it's our, our own internal battle, you know. I think one of the most amazing things that's happened in my own life has been before my journey kind of started where, you know, I really decided I I was going to go all in on following God and trying to understand what all that's about um, and really pouring my heart into it. Before that, um, 
I was anxious all the time. And what's what's crazy about that is if you would look at me from the outside, you would be like, what does this guy have to be anxious about? Um, but the, literally before I decided to make this choice to kind of go on the journey that God's called me to go on now, uh, you know, I was, God had allowed me to, to achieve the level of success that, that I had kind of always dreamed of. Uh, in, in the world. I had everything that the world could offer, um, all the money that I could ever want. I, I had a job where, um, you know, I was able to be entrepreneurial uh, and I could, uh, I could pretty much travel wherever, whenever I wanted and do pretty much anything that I wanted. And for the longest time, I thought that that was freedom. But what was so weird about it for me was that there was some constant, once you get there, once you get to that place, you've got basically two options. Just continue, just continue to do it. And, and I could have made that choice um, and, and just kind of keep going through life. And, and, you know, had I gone that continued in that direction, certainly from a financial perspective, I'd, I'd have been taken care of for the rest of my life. Uh, but the challenge that I had was when you get to a certain point, you realize, and, and, and you realize that you kind of have to keep going on this. I don't want to call it a, a, uh, it does feel a little bit like a wheel, um, where, now, when you've, when you've gained these things that you thought that you needed for your security, um, you now have to do things in order to keep those going. And there was, it was really interesting for me uh, in, in my own life, and I hope that this isn't everybody's story, but in my own life, my story was that the more evil, the more out of alignment with this word that my, you know, actions in life got the farther I got in my career, uh, legitimately. And, but the farther I got in my career, the more I kept reaching for that, the more miserable I became. So it's like this, it's this thing that we all are shown all the time. It's right in front of us. And it's like, oh, I just need to get, you know, to this certain level of success, and then I'm going to be happy. And uh, Jim Carrey once said something that really, really kind of stuck stuck with me. He said, "I wish everybody could have all the money in the world, so that they could recognize it's not the answer." And when I heard that the first time, I was like, "What? This guy's this guy's on one." But then I got to the point, literally before my thirtieth birthday to achieve every God had allowed me to achieve everything that I had ever dreamed of, of achieving. And the only thing for me to continue to do is just keep doing that. And I got there and I was miserable, just absolutely miserable. <laughs> everything that I thought that was supposed to make me happy, just it, uh, it, it wasn't. Um, and what do I mean by that? You know, I, I, I want to speak directly to how I felt when I heard that the first time. And just say, you know, the anxieties that you have now, if you have something in your mind at this present moment that says, as soon as I get here, then this will be good. 
what I didn't realize at the time, because I was still chasing the then, is that when you get to the there, all of the anxieties that you had on the way there, they they remain. They don't just go away. Like uh, they're they're all there, and then you've actually got a bunch more added pressure. Um, and, and 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 I had a lot of disappointment too. You know, I'm not going to call the Olympic athletes talk about this as well. Olympic athletes say, you know, their whole life. Uh, I think Michael Phelps was was very open about his uh, the, the the challenges that he had after being, you know, the most decorated Olympian in the history of the world. And when that was over, it was like a, huh. You get there, and it's never what you expect. And so, um, God had been speaking to me along the way. I kept reading the Bible, though I can promise you I was ignoring it. Uh, I had to ignore it. Uh, at least that the, I, I didn't have to. I chose to. I, I knew what this word said, not to the level and extent that I know it at this point, but I, I definitely knew that what I was doing was not in alignment with who God is. Um, and and I'm not even sure you need to read the Bible to know that. I, I think that the Bible certainly gives you uh, gives you a foundation for that. But I think some of the things that we do, like I think everybody knows that you shouldn't just go out and get drunk all the time. Like I don't think you, I don't think that Christians have, uh, or people who have read the Bible have some like uh, magic knowledge that, uh, 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 about that. Like there are some things that God just kind of inherently put inside of us as a result of the fact that we were all created in His image at the very beginning to know that when we're operating out of alignment with what we were truly created to be, there's just something always tugging. Um, and we can go to things and we can, we, we can go to whether it's work, whether it's, uh, you know, parties, um, relationships, we can go to all those things to try to fulfill that hole that exists. But God said something to me that was really kind of baffling. You know, he, when he said that there, there are some pretty huge implications when you sit down and actually try to understand exactly what it is that God's saying, when he says, let us make man in our image. That means that we were all created in the image of God. So that means that there are some parts of what God has created us uh, as that, that are very much like him. And the, the hole that I felt, you know, he, he, I just felt that what he was saying to me was that hole that you feel is the same disappointment or emptiness that God sometimes feels when he's disconnected from one of his children. And, you know, he's God, so... I, I, I'm not even going to pretend to fully grasp. Uh, if I could, if I were to try to fully grasp or explain to you what God is, first off, we'd be here for a long time. And if we were here for the rest of my entire life, I promise you, I would probably only still cover 100% of who God is, or uh, not 100%, 1% of who God is. Um, and uh, and that's that's the beauty of the journey. It's, it's the beauty 
of all of it, but but I just felt that that's what he was saying, and it made so much sense to me. And and it's like it, you know, we hear that God wants a relationship with us. Why does He want that relationship with us? Well, because He made us. He made us to be in communion with Him. And the only thing that can actually truly fill that void is, believe it or not, He, he tries to lay this out for us in in the in the uh, Ten Commandments. He really did, you know. The Ten Commandments are super important, and Jesus says the same thing. He says, what is the first and greatest commandment? Somebody asked him this, and he answers, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your strength, all your soul and all your strength. And the second one is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And on these two things hang all the law and the prophets. But what's interesting is you can't properly do any of them. You can't do you can't follow any of the laws if you don't have the first one right. If we don't have the first one where our hearts are, are pointed towards God. Um and that was the more I get into my relationship with God and trying to understand this individual battle that we were talking about yesterday and, and this individualized relationship, the more baffled I, I am at just truly how intelligent God is. I mean, if there are many things that God is, but his intelligence is always, which is like just, and what I mean by intelligence, it isn't necessarily smart, but it is smart, but it's like, uh, it's not like a human intelligence. It's like, it's like this all encompassing understanding to take, to be able to take the, the whole of all humanity and all of creation and all of life and boil it down into s- some words. And what's so interesting is that we find that this word, it truly is alive. You know, the, the more we dive into it, there's a reason why it says to meditate on it day and night. And the reason why we're supposed to do that is, number one, so we know the word. But number two, because this r- reveals who God is which in turn reveals what we're supposed to be like to some degree. There are certainly some stories and, you know, we have to be careful when we say that because you can think that when you read some of the uh, heroes of the Bible, that it's telling us that we should be like the heroes of the Bible. There's one hero that we should be like in the Bible. His name is Jesus Christ. But the majority of everyone else, they had the same struggles that you and I have. So we don't, so it's not that we necessarily want to mirror, um, we want to mirror exactly all these heroes, right? Like even David, the, the person who God said was a man after his own heart, even David struggled and he committed adultery and he took another man's wife and he, uh, he had the husband killed. I mean, this is the, this is the one that the Bible says is a man after God's own heart. And so uh, we just need to be careful we just need to be careful with um, with that. Pardon me. Give me one second, please. All right. All right. 
Oops. Somebody asked me for the link. So I <laughs> wanted to make sure that they got it. But um, we have to be careful about that. But, but, but what we do, how we can see God is in the way that God takes that imperfection in that situation and how he reacts to it. You know, that's how we see God. And that's how we can start to understand more of who that is. And truly, you know, the Bible tells us that Jesus uh, was the word that became flesh and dwelt among us. He, he and God were one. And Jesus tells us that if, if we've seen him, we've also seen the Father. How is that? They, they were so united by the power of the Holy Spirit. They were so in tune that they were one, that they became one. And, um, and that's the same thing that God wants out of us. That's the whole reason why God's trying to have us fight this individual battle. What is that battle? That battle is truly us giving up ourselves and being like, wait a second. No, that's not what this word says. I'm, I'm thinking about that wrong. I need to do, I need to work and ask God to continue to help me become more like him. And it's a constant progression. It's a constant progression that we deal with um, perhaps through the rest of our lives. Uh, certainly, I think that we will all continue to improve through, through our lives. There's a, there's a verse in the Bible that says where Jesus is talking about, you know, first comes the blade. Uh, he, he's like, first is the seed that's in the ground, then comes the blade, and then comes the flower. And from that uh, comes the fruit. And as soon as the fruit is ripened, then comes the harvest. What's he talking about? He's talking about as soon as we're ready, then comes the harvest. Then comes the sickle, the harvest. God comes to, to, to take us. And so when we see somebody who we know has been following God with all their heart and they, and they leave us, you know, I think that we should be encouraged that God said that they were ready. <laughs> we're all stuck down here in this place. Let's be honest. It's a crazy place. It's not, it's not that awesome. There's a lot of, there's a lot of beauty that's here, but there's also a lot of really bad and crazy things that are here that just keep us distracted and, and, and cause destruction. Um, and obviously that's not God's way. I mean, you know, God was over destruction in Genesis one, and then he spoke life. He spoke order. He spoke, he spoke beauty. He spoke, spoke multiplying love. That's what, that, that's what he spoke about. And, uh, you know, we, we don't necessarily see that here. So while we're here, our goal is to get in alignment with that. And boy, do we really mess that up sometimes. We certainly do. And um, when that happens, what the enemy is going to try to do to you in the midst of this battle, what the enemy is going to try to do to you is he's going to try and chirp in your ear and he's going to tell you that God doesn't love you anymore. That, because you did this, but the truth of the matter is that what we ha what we should do is when we when we recognize that we've done something wrong is take it immediately to God and be like God, I messed up, and I ask that you would please cover this sin with the blood of Jesus. That you would forgive me. I repent of it, and I ask that you and your Holy Spirit would help me to overcome this in Jesus' name. And when we do that, when we make a conscious effort. To, to truly overcome it rather than just sitting it and being like, Oh, this is who I am. This is, this is, you know, or this person did this like, and, and that caused me to be this way. No, 
No. If there's ever a situation where you're angry or somebody's caused you to be angry, that anger inside of you is not something that God gave to you. If you can find me in the Bible where it says that anger is a fruit of the Spirit, if you find it, please just leave it in the comments. I would love to read that verse. But you won't find it. It says that God has not given us a spirit of fear. He also hasn't given us a spirit of anger, but he's given us a spirit of peace, love, and a sound mind. And so when we find these things that boil up into us, we, what we should really do with them is, is when we get the opportunity, take a step back. Let's write down what happened. Let's write down, why did that make me mad? Why, why did I react in that situation? What, what, was the, what was the thought that I had or the, or the feeling I had inside of me that caused that to happen? Because those opportunities are truly opportunities for us to learn. They're, they're opportunities for God to work inside of us to, to kind of close the breach that's inside of us. That's truly what it is. Because when we have anger that can be rooted up in us, you know, um, Truly, the Bible says that anybody who's angry with his brother is a, is a murderer. That's what Jesus says. Because Jesus wasn't talking about the action, which is what we always want to look at. All of us are so much more concerned with the symptoms. Jesus is more, Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit are more concerned with the root. They want to get to the root, the heart issue behind it. And the reason why is because if you take care of the root, if you take care of that, you'll get rid of all the symptoms. So rather than playing whack-a-mole with, wow, why did I drink too much last night? Or why do I swear when my team isn't, you know, playing all that well? Or why is it that when, you know, somebody cuts me off in traffic, I flip them the bird or something like that? Any of those things, which I would be a liar if I told you I have not at times struggled with that. But God has certainly been faithful to help me in those areas and bring me to, um, to both repentance, but also to a place where I just, I see it differently. He's given me a, a different way to look at it. And I'm trying to explain to you what that is, what's kind of helped me through this process. Because if we're, if we're willing to do the work to, instead of just accepting something as it is, saying that it was just a bad situation and I was just having a bad day. And, and, and rather than doing that, actually take a step back and try to understand what got us to that point. And really ask ourselves some good questions and then take it back to God in prayer and let the Holy Spirit lead you in the word. God will show you what the root of that is. You know, again, Paul says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. And those strongholds are, um, they are false ideas that we have inside of ourselves, inside of our, inside of our souls that we act upon as if they are true and they're out of alignment with the word. And so God's trying to trans transform us or transfigure us. I just learned this the other night. The word for transform is the same word used when they talk about Jesus's transfiguration on the mountain. Um, but he's trying to tra transform us. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed, transfigured by the renewing of your mind. Because when you were saved, when you were saved, when you accepted Jesus and, and you made him the Lord of your life, and 
you said, I'm really going to go for this. You, I'm really going to follow God. Your spirit was made new. But Paul says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So what's he talking about? Paul is talking about working out the salvation of your soul. What is your soul? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. This is where we take the spirit being that is inside of us. You are a spirit. You possess a soul. You live in a body. Your spirit being has been saved. It has been renewed. Next, we work with our spirit, works with the Holy Spirit inside of us. And with the sword of the spirit, the word, to get the reality of the inward man, the, or the spirit man or woman, to be in alignment so that our souls, our mind, our will, and emotion, that which causes external sin, that which causes external goodness or, or evil, uh, that which causes us to react, when we get the spirit and the soul aligned, that is when uh, that is when we have come to the point of being able to truly bear fruit for the kingdom. And that's the whole goal. That, that's the point where we've kind of overcome some of these battles. And for me, I I had, I mean, I still have some. I'm still here. Like so if I'm still here, folks, it means that either I haven't fully finished what God's given me to finish, or there's still some work I gotta do. So you can see me on this camera screen. I've got skin. I'll even pinch it so that you can see that it's, that it's real. Like if I'm here, that means I've got work to do too. And what we're supposed to be doing is loving and supporting each other. Our fellow brothers and sisters, my fellow brothers and sisters, which is what all of you are. Uh, if you're seeking God, you're, you, who are my mother, my brother, and my sisters? Those who do the will of God, just as Jesus says. And if that's you, then you are my brother or sister. And um, we have to we have to help each other, you know? We really do. And so, you know, the Bible says that iron sharpens iron. Well, you know, we can help sharpen each other, both through both through us having to practice forgiveness of somebody else, but also helping point out in love something for someone. Not not in a judging way, uh, but when we have a relationship that God's given us to be able to speak truth and love to that person, uh, when God gives you something to say to them, to share, um, and, and that helps. But uh, anyway, we're already twenty six minutes into this, and we haven't uh, and we haven't even done what we started doing last night. So I actually want to take some time now to enter into uh, God's gates with, uh, with Thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. So, so, so we're going to do that now. Um, so you, you can either watch me and just join in and, and come into agreement with, with this prayer, or you can do this on your own, but uh, either way, let's just get our hearts focused on God. Let's all just take the time to thank him. Father, I thank you that though my day started off rough, you have brought me to this place where I have the privilege of speaking to others on behalf of you, 
where I have the privilege of spending time with you and where truly when, when I'm here, I know that it's, yeah, you fill my heart with such joy. And I, I just, I'm just thankful. I thank you for my wife who you have given, whom you've given to me in order to help me. Uh, I thank you for how far you've brought us. And I thank you um, that your Holy Spirit working in each of us has really brought us to a place where we just love each other. And even when we don't want to hear what the other has to say, we're willing to listen. And I thank you for just everything that you showed us. And um, Father, I, I just want to, I now want to plead the blood of Jesus over everybody who's watching this right now. Or anybody who's listening, whenever they, whenever they come across it, I, I, I plead the blood of Jesus over them. And I ask, Father, that wherever they are, you're going to bring somebody here who's who's just there in the midst of a deep struggle. And Father, I just ask that you would meet them in that place. And you would make your presence and your known to them in such a way that it is just undeniable. In a way that would let them know that you do love them. And that you're with them and that there's there's nothing that could ever change that. And I ask that you would call them into that relationship with you, a deeper relationship. They've known you from the time, the person that your spirit is bringing to the forefront right now. They've known you from the time they were a child, but they walked away. They were embarrassed because of the things that were happening around them. And so they chose something different for a time. But Father, I ask now that you would bring them to that point of, of a deeper relationship with you, where they're ready to go all in, like you did with me. I thank you that don't that you and only you have the power to change our lives in, in a meaningful and beautiful way. It's in Jesus name. I pray. Amen. Let's see. Anybody? The splendor of a king robed in majesty let all the earth rejoice all the earth rejoice you wrap yourself in light and darkness tries to hide and trembles at your voice Trembles at your voice. How great are you, God? 
Sing with me how great are you, God, and all will see how great, how great are you, God. You gave all of us life so that we'd live with you. Throughout all our days, throughout all our days, you made the kingdom come in earth as in heaven by your lion and the lamb, your lion and the lamb. How great! Are you God? Thank you for you. You're our God. Without you, we'd be lost. So thanks for saving us. Thank you, Father. Thank you for... Uh, just thank you. Thank you for... I'm having a tough time even putting into words the gratitude that I that I have at this moment for for you. I can't sum you up. There isn't there isn't a word. There's there aren't words that can sum up who, who you are, um, and and just thanks. <laughs> I've got nothing else to say. I, I appreciate it. And I love you very much. Tonight, for the rest of the time, um, I really want to take some time to, to again, spend, spend more time in prayer. Um, and now I want to I pray for specific requests. Um, and so what I'm, what, what I'm going to do, and I, and I invite you to join me and, and do the same with me at home, or you can just join along and, and, and come into agreement with these prayers as well. Uh, but I'm, I'm just going to submit myself to the Holy Spirit to start praying. Um, Father, I, I ask now that your Spirit, who we already know is here, because it says where two or three are gathered, there you are with us. And, and while we are physically, again, not in the same place, there is no distance in the Spirit, Father. And so we join together with you in the Spirit. And I ask that you would give me utterance and that you would have, you would grant me the opportunity to pray for those who you know need prayer at this moment. Father, I pray for Jennifer in Idaho. I pray for her son. There's some situation of, of frustration that, that she can't seem to fully, that, that's caused a rift. And, and she's been pouring her heart out to try and help him feel the love that he doesn't have because he doesn't have the presence of his father.
his earthly father. Um, see dog tags, maybe you, it's, it's possible, Father, that you're showing me that he, that he was in the military. And I just, uh, you know, I, I ask that you would be that child's father and that you would come into a personal relationship with him and that you would give that mother uh, confidence that you're with her, please. I can, I can see her now. She's, she's praying now and she's crying out to you. And I, and I just, I come into agreement with her prayers. Father, I ask you that you would, that you would grant her the desires of her heart, Father. Wipe away her tears. Father, I ask in Jesus' name that you would plant inside of her that which you have for her now, that you would, that you would let that blossom now, that you would plant that seed now so that the fruit of that would come. Father, I pray for our friend Holden, and I ask that you would be uh, with him right now as well. Give him your strength. Give him a fresh filling of your spirit, Father. I, I get the sense that he's maybe feeling, uh, he's tired, he's tired, um, but he's got strength. And Father, what I ask is that you would fill him from the bottom of his feet all the way up to the top of his head. I ask that you would fill him fully with your spirit. Give him a fresh filling of your Holy Spirit now, Father. Give him your encouragement. Give him your encouragement to, to let him know that you're there. Not, but but not not just that you're there, but that he doesn't have to do it alone. Let him know that he doesn't have to do it in his own strength. Let him know that, that, that you will help him. I ask this of you in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for my mother who's uh, right now in uh, the hospital, and I ask that you would please uh, encourage her as well. You, you know you have her there for a reason. You, you, you know what you're doing. Oh, she trusts you, we trust you, but but yeah. sometimes when we get to these places where things don't go exactly how we uh, expected them to, Father, we just, we can get to a place of uh, confusion or being upset or anxious. And Father, I just, I, I ask that you would make it so abundantly clear to her that you're still with her and that you haven't gone anywhere. I ask this of you in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for the situation that's going on over in the Ukraine. There's a lot of different stories that are coming out of there. I pray that you would bring to the forefront the absolute truth that nobody could refute. I pray that you would bring forth the absolute truth that nobody could refute. I pray over your children 
who are in the midst of this conflict, both in the Ukraine and also in Russia. The ones who are fighting for their lives, but also fighting for the sanctification of your name, Father. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. Father, I, 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 I pray and plead the blood of Jesus as a circle and sphere of protection around all of them. I ask that you would send your, uh, your holy angels. I ask that you would send them to guard them. I ask that you would send them to guard them and put a perimeter around them, Father. But I ask that your love and your light would shine directly from their hearts out to change the situation the power, by the power of your Holy Spirit. I ask that you would give them utterance to speak. Give them the words, your words, to speak in order to turn it around, Father. Protect the women and children. Protect the fathers. Protect the widows. Protect the fatherless. Father, there's so much greed associated with this. There's so so much greed. I can feel I can feel it. It's dark. It's dark. We bind it in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of greed. We bind the spirit of the lust for power. In Jesus' name, we bind you. And we loose the power of your Holy Spirit. Father, we ask that you would turn back the negative spirits. We ask that you would turn back the evil spirits that are involved there, Father. And we ask that you would take their own plans and you would turn them against each other that you would bring them into mutual confusion, Father, and drive them out from where they are, both from the inside and the outside of Ukraine. We speak to the jackals who are attempting to profit off of this war, who are coming to this and seeing this as a way to gain who are trying to turn this into something that it was not ever written to be, the Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you, Satan, in Jesus' name. We come against you. We plead the blood of Jesus as a circle and sphere of protection around all of God's children. Father God, I ask, I ask for your for your Holy Spirit to to come down there in such a way, Father. I ask that you would come down there in such a way as to bring peace. 
Father, you speak light into darkness. We ask you now in Jesus' name that you would speak light into darkness, that you would turn back the darkness in Jesus' name. Father, I ask and I plead the blood of Jesus over myself as well, over myself and my family and my wife. We plead the blood of Jesus over our minds, over our hearts, over our spirits, over our souls. The Lord rebuke you. A thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Only with our eyes will we look and see the reward of the wicked, for it is written. Father, I pray for the children right now who are in a compromised position. Protect them. Father, I ask that the evil spirits that are behind what is happening to them, that you would thwart them and that you would put your blanket of protection around these children. I ask this of you in Jesus' name. Father, I ask in Jesus' name that you would overturn the evil that exists at the highest powers of man-made government. I ask that your Holy Spirit would enter those who were previously opposed to you or push them out if they refuse. I ask this of you in Jesus' name, Father. Father, our nation, I come as a, represent, as a representative of our nation, and I come before you. And I humbly ask for you to forgive us of our sins. They are many. I ask that oh, I acknowledge the sins of my forefathers, and I acknowledge my sin, and I acknowledge the sin of this generation. And I ask, Father, in Jesus' name, that you would please show us mercy. Grant us repentance, Father, and give us a heart to repent. Give us a heart to repent for your name's sake. Grant us repentance, Father. I ask this of you in Jesus' name. Father, I ask that you would turn the hearts that need to be turned at every level of government. Father, we know that in this season, your word says that a significant portion of the world will be turned over to the power of the enemy. So then, Father, I ask that if that is what must be done, and it is that time, if that is the time that it is, I ask that you would help prepare your children. Show them what they need to do in order to prepare. Father, I ask that you would take away the worries that they have and that you would you would just show them and that they would have your calm peace about what you're asking, even though it sounds scary. But they would have your calm peace and move forward in faith and confidence.
Father, for every heart that's reaching out to you right now, I just ask that you would come to them in a supernatural way this evening. Show them how close you truly are. I ask this of you in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible tells us that we should all pray without ceasing and always pray and all prayer and supplication for all the saints being watchful to this end. It's important that when we are praying, we are aligning our hearts with God to hear what the Holy Spirit has to pray. Because the truth of the matter is, as Jesus says, God already knows what we need before we ask. So if we can instead focus our hearts on praying the prayers that God needs to be prayed for others, what will happen is not only will God take care of the things that we have, but we can pray for those out there who also need something. And in return, they will do the same for us. And in this, we will pray for one another. All of us have our own personal struggles, but the truth of the matter is that God has called us to be one, to be one, to be united in the spirit. And the challenge is when we, th when we think about ourselves rather than, having the kingdom focus, the, the internal focus on, on God, who is the author of all of it, the, the, the beginning and the end, the only one who knows everything. The only one who knows what every single person needs at any specific time um, at, and at all times. If we will trust God to give us the words to pray, we can then be God's agents in the world for change. But the truth of the matter is that just as it was in the beginning, when it was God's spirit who spoke things and then they came to be, and when it was God's spirit who spoke through the prophets and then they came to be, it's the same through us. You know, uh, the Bible tells us that we don't get what we want in prayer because we, we ask for Number one, because we don't ask. But number two, because we ask for things that maybe are selfish. And what God's trying to really get, what really is trying to be focused on here is to get us to stop thinking about ourselves. To get us to start focusing inward and on God and in the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to give us utterance. When we do that, when God speaks through our vocal cords, the world changes. When God speaks, the world changes. And this is why, you know, yesterday we talked about this. When, this is how Jesus operated. He never did anything nor said anything that um, God didn't show him to do or give him to say. And he even said, and my wife shared this with me before this as well for, in, in Luke I can't remember exactly which verse, but um, in which chapter. But uh, 
how we're not really supposed to plan what, what we'll say when we get into specific situations. What we're supposed to do is just wait because the Holy Spirit will give us utterance. Um, why didn't Jesus say very much to Pilate? He said the things that God gave him to say. He said the things that God gave him to say. And if we'll focus on that, if, if there's nothing else that we do, if we just focus inwardly and put our all of our mind, all of our strength, all of our soul, all of our heart behind just that, focusing on the one thing, focusing on God's voice, focusing on sitting at his feet, receiving what he needs for us to do to minister, not only to him, but also to, to everyone else. If we'll do that and we'll speak God's words, the world, the world will change. It will change in a way that is so supernaturally beautiful. And it'll, it, he can change it like that. The question is, how many of us are going to be willing to do that? Jesus said, there's two things and I'm gonna, that I'm going to bring up from last night. Number one, Jesus said that the things concerning him have an end. Why did he say that? Why did Jesus say that? He said that because he was trying to point to the fact that his ministry, his earthly ministry, would be, he would be in heaven for a bit. He would be interceding for us, as the word says. But he's given us the same spirit. He's poured out the same spirit onto us so that we can do the same things that he did. That we can walk in the perfection that Jesus walked in through submission to the Holy Spirit. But he also says to us that truly anyone who believes in me will not only do the works that I do, but will do greater works than these because I go to the Father. Do you understand that promise? Do you? I mean, do you understand the impact of what he said there? He said that if we will follow him, and we will do what he says and how he says. And if we will focus the way that he focused, he's saying that we believers will be able to do the same things and greater things than he did. Don't you think that that would be a good way to heal the world? Through the way that, G I mean, Jesus healed how many people? He fed how many people? All of these things that we're going to the, to the places of the world for. God will do it. He will do it. And his, his, his plan is to do it through you, through your submission, not through going to the world. He doesn't need money. <laughs> he doesn't need any of these things, guys. It, it, it doesn't say on the, on the sixth day, just before it became the seventh day, God created the dollar bill so that everybody could go to the supermarket and buy all their food. That's not what he said. No, that's not it. That isn't what he said. We think in a way that is not the way that he thinks. And so we need to come together. We need to come together. And Jesus said, Truly I say to you, those who believe in me will not only do the things that I do, but even greater works than these, because I go to the Father. It is the story of the Holy Spirit working us. And he we were even lucky enough to get an example of that in the book of Acts. 
It talks about this continuation of the power of Jesus, of the spirit that was in Jesus. It, it talks about this continuation and what happened through ordinary people like, like you and me. Peter was a fisherman who denied Jesus three times. Read the book of Acts and see the amazing things that God was able to do. We talk about, you know, for a while people were worried if they were going to not allow us to fly places. Read again in the book of Acts where it talks about Philip being caught up and taken down to exactly where he needed to be so that he could baptize the man on the way, I believe it was to Ethiopia. And then God caught him up again. Like, you don't need first class tickets anywhere. If God needs you somewhere, he'll place you there. You just have to believe. You have to believe. This isn't a fairy tale. These are real stories. This happened. The challenge is we've stopped looking for God. We've stopped looking for his solutions. And the moment that we decide that we don't want anything other than God's solutions, and that's truly what we come after, and that's truly what we seek with all of our heart, this world will be changed. This world will be changed. The Bible tells us that God, through Jesus, set all things right eventually. But that doesn't negate our requirement now. And we can't go based on our own understanding. We have to be able to teach and do the word of God. This is his desire for us. And I'm sharing this with you now because I've seen him do these things. Has he caught me up? No, <laughs> no, he, he hasn't caught me up like he caught up Philip. But he's done miracles, miraculous things in my life. And I've shared some of them on the podcast, but it's not about the miracle. That isn't what it's about. It's about what God can do through a submitted vessel. He can change the world through us. Do you understand the opportunity that's right here? We've been given that opportunity. The question is, will we do whatever is required in order to bring about what God has commanded us to do? How beautiful of a world would it be if we just had... It, it, it doesn't even say that we need a lot. Leviticus 26 I shared this verse earlier. Leviticus 26 talks about, where is it? I'm trying to find it. Ah, give me a second. Sorry. I'm trying to find it. Come on, page turn. Five of you will pursue a hundred, and a hundred of you will pursue ten thousand, and your enemies will fall before you by the sword. It doesn't take a lot. It doesn't, God doesn't need a lot of us, but he needs you. If you're here, 
I prayed before any of this started that God would send people to this that would be willing to go all the way. If that's not you, I love you anyway. But I asked God to send me people who would be willing to do that. Because with just a few, the whole world could change. Just a few. He could do it through just one. In fact, he did. His name is Jesus Christ. But Jesus did that so that the rest of us, so that what he did would be multiplied into the world. Be fruitful in what? Be fruitful and multiply. Jesus showed us the new humanity. Will we live it? Or will we live according to our own understanding? Will you do whatever it takes? If you want to make that commitment now, to do whatever it takes, then you can join me in this prayer. Father, I thank you for the people who have come across this video. Those whose hearts you've stirred up. And now anybody who prays this prayer with me, Father, I ask that you would help them get all the way so that they may be the warrior that, they, that you want them to be. Father, we come before you and recognize that there's nothing that we can do without you. Not anything of consequence. I didn't say that. I said that there's nothing because your word says that you are the vine and we are the branches and apart from you, we can do nothing. Father, we come before you and humbly submit to you that we want it your way and only your way. Strip us of anything that is not of you. Take it from us, Father, and rebuild us in your image. Help us to be the warrior that you created us to be for this time. We ask this of you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless. Thanks for joining us on night two. We'll be back tomorrow night, same time, 9 p.m. Eastern. God bless. Love you. Thanks for joining us today on the Enter the Kingdom podcast. If today's message was an encouragement to you, please consider sharing it with someone whom you think it might encourage. Also, make sure to subscribe for free to our podcast and join us every Monday, God willing, as we continue on our journey together. God bless. We'll see you next Monday.